you have to learn, first of all, that anything that you hear in your head is up for question. That nothing that you've considered truth is necessarily truth. And you have to actually seek the truth about who you are as a person and what you believe about yourself. Hi, welcome to Viamare. This is a place where we focus on finding strength through love for God, ourselves, and others in order to heal our minds, bodies, and spirits. Whether you are trying to learn how to set boundaries, finding your voice, or just need a safe place where you feel understood, I hope you join us. So grab a cup of coffee, put your earbuds in, and listen to our show. Thank you. Hi, welcome to VMRA. This is Angie Schultz. The last two episodes, I was interviewing my friend Marie Manning, also business partner with You Could Always Fly, and she was talking about her relationship with her mom and how she was like the Cinderella of the family because she was the one that her mom had targeted. Then in the second episode, um, part two of that series, I we then discussed about her relationship with the rest of the family and how being the black sheep of the family, being the one that your mom always targeted and how that affected her relationship with her um, many other sisters and two brothers and as well as her dad. Well, this episode, we continue the conversation, but now we're talking about her spiritual walk. One of the things that I've always really admired about her is despite all of her troubles throughout her life, and she's had many, she has always remained faithful to God. She has had what many would call a crisis of faith, but not in that she didn't believe in God, but that she questioned some of her beliefs. So I knew that having her answer some very important questions on faith and how she remained in her faith throughout all of that would be so incredibly beneficial for many of you. So I hope you guys enjoy. I'm going to pick up where we left off before. And so just grab a cup of coffee, sit down, and I hope you really enjoy what we had to talk about. So your family was quite active in the church. Did they know, the church know, what was going on? And I know you even went on to do a Christian college. How did your mom's treatment of you affect your time at the church? Did anyone there know what was going on? It was very much appearances. You know, people at church would say, oh, you have such a nice family. It was such a wonderful family, and I'd sit there and think to myself, yeah, just, <laughs> if you knew what really went on, <laughs> you'd have a very different view of what was nice in my family. Um, this Christian college that I went to later, they even had rules about, you know, one of the things a lot of parents would say, well, we're sending our daughter there because we know they'll keep her safe, and so they had rules about women, and it was weird. One of the things that they would do is that female students had to have parental consent to work off campus, but she would not sign that paper. And you know the reason? Because the paper also had something in their consent for 
young women to go in on outings, dating outings and things off campus. And she didn't want me to date. She wanted me to do courtship, which wasn't going to happen. By then already, I knew that ship had sailed, that there was going to be no courtship happening, but she would not sign it. She wouldn't sign it. And so... So what kind of church did you go to? I went to a fundy church, a fun independent fundamental Baptist church. And my parents were very, you know, not strict in the same sense, like they didn't require us to wear skirts and things like that. But very conservative as far as faith, which is fine. I consider myself relatively conservative as far as faith too. But the whole thing with this idea that when a girl is too prideful or proud of herself, that you as a parent, you have to put a stop to that because then they won't have a good faith, you know? And that you can't be a good Christian and still be proud of yourself too. That anything that resembles independence when it came to girls had to be reeled in. One of the things that I admire most about you is that you have an incredible faith in God. Even when you're questioning God, like why he's making decisions and all of that, you still have, even at your lowest, a really strong faith in God. How has your experience, or growing up, how has your experience shaped um, during those times of hardship with your mom? And then as an adult, how has it impacted your faith in God? So one of the things um, was that I felt like, this is going to sound really awful, but um, when I was growing up, God was there for me and comforted me in ways that my that I got none of that from my parents. Well, my dad was, was good. He actually did model the love, unconditional love of God the Father in the way that he fathered us. And that was absolutely crucial. If I had not had that, I would have turned my back on God entirely. Okay. Because it was tied in with punishment. Right. But God revealed himself to me in ways that had nothing to do with church. That had nothing to do with what I was being taught as truth in my family. And that's the upside of having the Holy Spirit walking with you when you're a child. Because you know things that no one taught you. That was just the Holy Spirit doing his thing. Um, I see it in my husband's life. He did not grow up in a religious family. His grandfather was a believer and led him to the Lord when he was about five and to see his character shaped over the years where you look at the contrast of him and his cousins who were raised much the way that he was. And he's a very different guy. And so I had that. But I will say that one thing that I always took comfort in was God may not love me more than my sisters, but at least he loves me the same. At least it's the same. Right? And it's really been hard, actually, the last few years, having gone through thing after thing after thing after thing after thing. Health issues. Every weird health issue. You know, Larry and I, the two, between the two of us, we had five surgeries in tw a one 12-month period. And just uh, 
that was right before mom passed away. And just, just thing after thing after thing where most days I feel like I just, I just need a break from all the crazy. And so there are crises of faith. However, I never doubted he was there. Even if I was driving down the road yelling at him, (laughs) his shoulders are big enough to handle my anger. I know he's there. I just really wish he'd make some different choices sometimes. (laughs) I think that's, that's definitely my own faith walk. Like I can say that I had like a crisis of faith in a way. I can even say that like I've had to reconstruct my faith. I used to try to say deconstruct, but I never was deconstructing. And when I heard the phrase reconstruct, I was like, okay, that's that's, the right one. Yeah. Yes. And I think C.S. Lewis said it best. You could probably say it better than I can because you're the one that showed me the um, quote by C.S. Lewis, but the one where it says, it's not that we stop, that we doubt that God is going to do the best for us. It's we just wonder how painful the best will be. Yes. That's, That's really what it boils down to. Like, I would love for God to just bless my endeavors. Yes. I would love that. Um, that may never happen. So if there was something that you could say to your mom, what would you like to say to her? You were wrong. You were wrong about me. I love that, actually, because I know it's true. Because I know you, and I see this very beautiful person. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I'm not being sweet. I'm being honest. I feel the same honest. way about you. <laughs> No, but I see a very beautiful person with an amazing heart and who strives really hard to do her best. So I have one last question before we wrap it up. And that is, what would you like to say to somebody who's in your shoes, either as a child or as an adult, who has always been the bad child or the Cinderella child? So I would want to just spend some serious time with someone who was in that place. Um, The first thing is you have to understand that you are going to have to recognize the lies. So the lie that I was the bad kid, that I was never going to amount to anything, that I was a loser. And I was always going to be a loser. Whatever the lie is, the thing that you remember the most, that is the most devastating phrase that anyone could say to you, it's all lies. And the really horrible thing about it is that when you're a kid, you accept those things as truth because you don't know any better. You accept this person who's supposed to love you and supposed to be truthful to you. You're supposed to be able to trust your parents right? You have to learn how to recognize those lies because you start saying them to yourself. What I hear you saying is you have to know who you are, not who people have told you you are. Is that accurate? I think that's part of it. But understanding too that it's a process of self-discovery, but it's not just knowing who you are. The reality is you're not going to know at the beginning. At the beginning, Everything Like, I remember actually talking to you one time. I was reading a book. I was reading Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. 
where he talks about taking stock. Okay, what are your gifts? What are you good at? I literally could not answer that question. I literally couldn't. Like, now you have to learn, first of all, that anything that you hear in your head is up for question. That nothing that you've considered truth is necessarily truth. And you have to actually seek the truth about who you are as a person and what you believe about yourself. That's beautiful. I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate this so much. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate every time that you come on. God bless. (laughs) Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you so much for listening until the end of our episode. I hope you join us next week. I love hearing from my listeners, so feel free to email me at vmrahealing at gmail.com. VMRA is spelled V-I-A-M-A-R-E, healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G. You can also check out our website at healingmindbodyspiritwithangie.com. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Please join me next week. God bless.